Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. If you're anything like me, your health is very important to you. I know you listen to the show for tips to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Well, I have some great news for you. James Miller Lifeology has partnered with BioOptimizers Nutrition. As an avid nutrition and exercise enthusiast, I thought I knew a lot. But after taking a 12-week health course BioOptimizers offers and implementing their supplements, I noticed a huge difference in my energy and my digestive tract. Since you're a listener of Lifeology Radio, BioOptimizers is offering you the same 12-week course absolutely free. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash supplements to take this free course. Here is a sample of what you'd learn. How to get 70% more energy in 30 seconds or less. The ultimate key to high performance, health, and longevity. How to turn the tide against uncontrollable food cravings. How to select the most powerful supplements for you. How to stay lean and trim without sacrifice. The simplest and fastest way to detoxification and great skin. And much, much more. To get access to this awesome health course, simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash supplements and sign up today. Once again, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash supplements or simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you identify negative self-talk. I'll also be interviewing Shira Miller, a certified professional, co-active coach, and writer who focuses on helping individuals overcome self-doubt. For more information about Shira, please visit shiramiller.com. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. Are you struggling today to find your purpose? Has mediocrity set in and you can't imagine doing the same thing for the rest of your life? Are your relationships struggling or you aren't sure how to make long lasting changes in your life? Then today, contact me, James Miller. I will help you recognize the areas in your life that are going really well. And then we'll look at the areas in which you are struggling. We will create actionable solutions to help you create long lasting changes in your life. You don't have to do this alone. Go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out the form and it will be sent directly to me. Don't let another day go by without finding way. Your change can start today. Once again, go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out that form to get started today. Identifying negative self-talk. If you've listened to James Miller Lifeology for a while, you know I really like to help people slow everything down and listen to what's really going on inside of your head. If you're struggling with something, you'll find that the words that you use, or in other words, the thoughts that you have often dictates what your core beliefs are. Core beliefs are essentially the fundamental version of how we view ourselves in certain situations. Sometimes those core beliefs are very positive and we can be proud of how we deal with situations. Unfortunately, sometimes when we're children or when we're younger, core beliefs can be tainted or skewed, which unfortunately become the adult version of how we view ourselves in certain situations. For example, if I'm struggling with something and if I slow down and listen to my thoughts, if I say, James, you're so stupid, or you always do this, or what is wrong with you? Why can't you get this right? Those words are usually what I heard as a child or what I internalized as a child. And that became the snapshot of my personality or how I view myself either for that particular situation or when I feel certain emotions. My challenge for you today is this. When you're struggling with something, listen to what you tell yourself. 
If you have self-compassion and you say, for example, James, I'm really sorry that you're struggling with this, but you're going to get it. You're overwhelmed right now, but you're going to overcome this. <laughs> now, granted, you're not going to say something as cheesy as that, but you are going to realize if your self-talk is positive or in other words, healthy for you, or if you're working against yourself and you're putting yourself down. If you find that you do have negative self-talk, it's important for you to slow everything down and to simply ask yourself, is this true? Am I slow? Am I always doing this? Am I always a failure? Am I always less than? The reality is you're not. But the point is we've all believed a certain lie or a certain negative construct that told us that we were less than. So when you slow everything down and realize that what you thought was true really isn't, you have to replace that negative self-talk with something that's more compassionate, more benevolent. Just like the cheesy version I said earlier, it would be exactly that. You would start to say, James, I'm sorry you're really struggling with that, or you seem to be overwhelmed with something, but you're going to get it. You've had a rough day, but you're going to try again, and you're going to get it eventually. When you start to work with yourself as a team, it really helps you change your negative self-belief and turn it into something that's healthy for you. We all have certain situations we've experienced in life which do dictate how we view ourselves. For the most part, we're pretty healthy, but there are some blind spots in our life which do cause us to struggle, to become overwhelmed. And if we're not aware of those blind spots, then they will creep out in our life and unfortunately stop us from being the self-developed person we could be. So my challenge for you today is simply slow everything down, listen to what you say when you're struggling, and if you find that your self-talk is healthy, that's wonderful. But if you find that your self-talk is pretty negative or pretty cruel, then you need to change that. You can be the biggest asset for yourself or the biggest deficit. The choice is yours. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 155 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know that many people struggle with listening to a full 30 minute show. So these episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode will give you a practical tool or technique that you can practice daily to help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com or go to YouTube and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. Has self-doubt kept you from fully claiming the life you deserve? My guest today, Shira Miller, knows that struggle all too well. Over time, the certified professional, co-active coach, writer, speaker, and chief communications officer has overcome self-doubt and limiting beliefs in all areas of her life. Now, she is focused on helping others transform with a book she is currently writing called Claim It, How to Get Unstuck, Achieve Your Amazing Potential, and Unleash Your Inner Rockstar, which will be out in 2019. Welcome to my show, Shira. Hi, I'm excited to be here, James. I am as well. You have an amazing last name, so clearly we can trust you. We know it's going to be a great interview. <laughs> Thank you once again for joining with us today. I'm really looking forward to talking about this topic of self-doubt. I'm sure my listeners right now, their ears are, are perking up as they are able to really recognize, wow, I have self-doubt in my life. Give us a little bit of your own origin story of how self-doubt really permeated your own life. Oh, gosh, I guess every superhero does need to have an origin story, right? <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> so self-doubt, unfortunately, was my middle name for my formative years. By the time I was in my early 20s, I was mm -hmm. 50 pounds overweight. Mm. I was in an unhappy marriage. I had plenty of intelligence, had a pretty decent career already, but just um, had a very low self-esteem and didn't think so well of myself. Isn't it interesting how we're so successful in many areas of our life, but that that element of self-doubt when it permeates our life so much, we don't realize that we're really limiting ourselves in so many areas of our life. It's a feeling like you're stuck in quicksand and mm -hmm. you don't know how you're going to be able to take a hand and claw your way out. It, it, it just seems to have a compounding negative effect. 
Yes. And it does feel, like you said, it does feel as if it's never going to change. And this is my life. This is as far as my life is going to go. I might as well just settle for it. And that's really where mediocrity kicks in. Yes. Now for yourself, how, what was there like a defining moment when you're like, you know what? I recognize the self-doubt. I'm going to change it. These are the things I'm going to do. Yes, actually, I was 25 years old, 26 years old, and I'd started going A couple going years through, ago. Uh-huh. You know, just two or three, <laughs> right? Don't look too closely at my picture. But I started going through therapy. I wanted to have a better relationship with myself. And I mm. remember at the very beginning of this process, I started trying to find just one thing, one good thing I could name about mm. myself. And I struggled. After yeah. about a half an hour of staring at a piece of paper, I came up with one thing. I'm a good speaker. And that's it. I couldn't name anything about my body, my life, my intelligence, relationships, nothing else made the list. And I decided to embark on a journey of treating myself more like I would a friend, a very loyal Good. friend to Good others. Yeah, thank you. That was that was a great conscious decision. And about six months into that process of therapy, I remember one day deciding I just wanted to feel better. And yeah. Went to an aerobics class with friends, lo and behold, discovered that um, exercise tasted better than any Oreo cookie you're ever going to put in front of me. <laughs> yes, it's and true. Started, yeah, I started changing things really from that point on of, oh, wow, I can exercise with everybody else. It doesn't matter if I'm the biggest person in the class. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it became the social proof to show me perhaps I can apply this to other areas of my life. Wow, I really like that. Were you able to quantify what feeling better feels like or what that means? Because I think so many times we have this idea, this concept, I want to feel better. I want to look better. I want to be better. But if we don't really quantify it and really measure what better means, sometimes we don't know when we actually are better. That is a great point. Better certainly is in the eye of the beholder. It really is. And especially if we're feeling a certain way, we're not going to realize that we are better. You know, if I have, if I, if I'm doing the things that I know helps me feel better, but if my perception on life is a little, little skewed that day, it's going to feel like my life is going backwards. But the reality is it's not. A couple of things can help with that. I'm a big proponent of journaling. Mm, I actually have a, a daily journaling practice called a gratitude rocket fuel exercise. It's got a pretty name now, but it just started out as a simple journal 25 years ago. Love it. And I find that if I go back to different points in my life and look, how did I feel a month ago? How did I feel mm-hmm. three months ago? And if today there are more good days than bad or, you know, visible proof, taking pictures. I started out with the weight loss example, and, and that's a physical transformation you can see. But if it's, let's say the topic is career, it's writing about how you felt a certain point and then going back to see. Are you, do you have greater satisfaction? Do you, mm-hmm. you feel lighter? Do you look forward to going to work as opposed to, I can't wait to get the heck out of this place sure. each day? Yeah. And that's a great thing about journaling is it's data points. Data points from our past, when we are actually the ones who write it and, and, um, and are the historian of that, it really gives us the true facts of what happened. Because people don't realize this, but memories themselves really only remember 80% of a true memory. So mm. if I remember something from five years ago, I'm really remembering it from the last time I thought about it. So whatever the snapshot was from the last time I thought about it now becomes the 
the perception or the foundation of what I thought. So if I'm in a negative mood thinking about something, the next time I think about that, I'm going to have a skewed perception of it because the last time I thought about it, I felt about it in a negative way. So that's really why memories themselves are really only 80% true. So I'm really glad to hear that your journaling really captures that because as you read something, that is true data points, it's true facts that you have that you can say, you know what, I have, I have, I have changed, I am changed, I am evolving, or perhaps I am regressing. So journaling is an amazing tool that I'm so glad that you use. Oh, I, it's the biggest, most constant positive force in my life. Yeah, that, that is really neat. Well, first off, I want to congratulate you to be able to lose that much weight for that long, 50 pounds for 25 years. It's fantastic. So congratulations to you. Obviously, that self-doubt is no longer there <laughs> and you're on the other side of it. And of course, we all have our own self-doubt in different areas, but it sounds like it does not permeate your life the way it did before. No, things are different. And I, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you, kind of going back to originally in the, in the intro that I read, what is a certified professional coactive coach? Oh, thanks for asking about that. So there is a group called the Coaches Training Institute. Coactive okay. coaching is based on the philosophy that people are naturally resourceful, creative, and mm-hmm. whole, and have often the answers to their own solutions. I just might need a guide to help them get there. Oh, I like that. So Yeah, I became very interested in coaching. I have a fantastic executive coach that I've worked with for 10 years, and she was encouraging me in that path, thought I might have some talent towards it, and discovered that I absolutely loved it. And it's been such an enhancement in working with individuals and now doing it in a corporate environment. Wow, that's great. And when you do that, you know, do you you see yourself and some of your clients, you know, years ago, see some of the similar elements of perhaps where they are today and where you are today, that juxtaposition? I do. I'm a naturally empathetic person. Mm -hmm. So as I hear people struggle with self-doubt or any other kinds of challenges, it strikes a chord so that I can help take away what is clouding their confusion and break Mm -hmm. to the real essence of the problem. There's a coaching principle, which is to name it. So sometimes people struggle with, oh, I've got, I woke up today, I feel like I'm under a cloud. And through the coactive coaching process, you can more help them hone what's truly going on so that you can deal with their circumstance. Yes, exactly. You know, and and there's actually five different ways that people think um, when it comes to a figurative part of it, when it comes to a narrative, when it comes to a personal narrative, when it comes to an auditory version. So five, as as you know, I'm as a as a psychotherapist, I've studied this for years. So there are five different ways in which people have how they think. And so when you can kind of recognize the figurative aspect of it, so if someone has the thought of, I'm living under a cloud, well, then we're going to use the figurative version of that. And how does that make sense? But sometimes people will have a different perception. Like if I say, I feel like I'm under a cloud and someone said, well, tell me, um, tell me how you feel about that. Well, sometimes the figurative part and the feelings part don't always match. So it is really good to really understand how a person thinks so that you really can get to the depth and the, and the, um, the true understanding of what it is they're experiencing. So it sounds like you do a fantastic job with that. Thank you. I love working with people and watching their light bulbs go off. That's a gift. <laughs> well, I wanted to jump over to your book, Claim It, How to Get Unstuck, Achieve Your Amazing Potential, and Unleash Your Inner Rockstar, which will be out, obviously, as we know, in 2019. So we'll definitely have to have you back for that. But tell us more about that. 
Well, it actually came from collecting people's stories. I had Mm. so many individuals manifest in my life who were telling me, you know, whether it was overcoming a fear of flying or something dramatic. I interviewed one woman who is an executive with CARE who was diagnosed with cancer when she was in Haiti doing relief work and was unable to get the appropriate medical attention right away. And, you know, but it's amazing. I mean, she is in remission. She has done a beautiful job with this. It's um, the power of choosing your attitude. There's so many Hmm. different ways that people can get unstuck. So it started from collecting people's stories and realizing that there was a real process. So it's a combination of those anecdotes. I've interviewed a lot of different experts along the way, psychologists, life coaches, people who have written books about different topics. And it's uh, 10 chapters and it's simple. I know that, you know, your show focuses on simple solutions for people. Uh, this book very much takes it and puts it in bite-sized pieces that you can read, it. you know, a five-page section and hopefully get some insights, have a couple of good laughs. I try to make it entertaining as well um, and find something that connects with you. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that's it's fantastic. You think about a lot of times, sometimes, and I say this very loosely because I guess I'm part of the self-help world as well, but sometimes it can be so esoteric or so over everybody's head. You're like, I... I don't have time to read this or I don't understand what this person's saying. So I love to hear that you can take it in bite-sized chunks and can really assimilate it or learn it or really practice it in just a few pages because when it is that doable, life doesn't have to be that hard. It can be as simple as implementing a small little technique and a small little technique leads to more and more and more and pretty soon your life has changed. Yes. Yes, that's so true. Isn't it? Exactly. Well, I wanted to go back to the whole aspect of just self-doubt in general. Your version of self-doubt, because I really like to quantify things, just kind of we talked about before. What would you be, what would be your definition of self-doubt? So it really can resonate with everybody else, because everybody have made a slight different version of what that that means. Self-doubt is the belief that you are less than, that you are not going to be able to achieve something, that you don't deserve something. The way in which I see it most frequently manifest is something called the inner saboteur. Mm. And that is that inner voice in your head that when you want to make a change in your life or try something new, it might hold you back. It might say, oh, you're not good enough. Don't rock the boat. But it's a voice that keeps you back from making positive changes. It could be a small step. It could be a big leap. Yeah. And I like to think of this also on a continuum because I may have self-doubt if I'm going to perhaps, let's, let's say you and I are going to talk today and I may have self-doubt thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not sure if I can do this interview with Shira. And I may have a, just a fleeting thought and there's self-doubt there versus the other side of that spectrum of, oh my gosh, my life is never going to change. I can't do anything. So I think there's a whole spectrum of what self, where self-doubt really lies in one's life from a fleeting thought to a pervasive paradigm, or in other words, uh, the way we view the world. So I think it falls in all those different places in people's lives. It very much does. And the way in which you perceive self-doubt is going to change with the healthier that you grow over time. Mm -hmm. So self-doubt, when you first start out, it might feel like you can't do anything, that you are stuck and that you are completely less than and you can't get out of bed in the morning. Whereas over time, after working on yourself, you can work on yourself with the help of certified professionals. Mm -hmm. Um, Doubt can become something a lot more manageable. Sure. Yeah. How would you connect self-doubt with the whole um, imposter syndrome? 
Oh, gosh. Imposter syndrome is interesting because some of the most successful people that I've encountered have mm-hmm. felt it very deeply. And it's almost as if the striving that they've got over time to get advanced degrees, um, hold a C-level job in a corporation. It's almost like they're trying to prove to themselves, I'm good enough, but something isn't quite there. Sure. And it's really pervasive. You'll you'll meet the, some of the most successful people that you will meet will still face it on a daily basis. Yeah. And that's definitely, a, a, I guess, a, a lar- I don't say a larger version, but a more... Um, it's it's another version of self doubt, but it's it can be like you said a pervasive level of that where it's doesn't matter how successful a person is, there's still that foundational piece of I'm not good enough or um, what if people find out that I'm really this false person and and it can be very very overwhelming. I know in my in my own life, there's been a couple of times I felt that too, and I'm like, where in the world did that come from? And so, a little bit of self work <laughs> myself, and I'm like, as a clinician talking to myself, I'm like, James, what is that about? But yeah, but it can. I think regardless of who you are, I think there are those times when people will second guess themselves and and struggle with it. But when someone truly has that um, imposter syndrome, it definitely can be debilitating. Mm-hmm. Very much. Yeah. Now, do you work specifically with people, your own personal practice as well? I had my own practice, but then I went back into corporate America in 2014 and I'm actually the chief communications officer for a $2 billion corporation. Oh, wow. So now it's mostly leadership, authentic leadership work that um, pervades throughout my company. I created that. So I don't have an individual coaching practice per se. And that was Mm -hmm. another impetus for writing the book, writing the articles and content that I contribute as another way to keep helping individuals since I'm so focused on my corporate practice. Now, you've written for many different many different magazines, many different types of blogs. Tell us more about that. Well, what I'm most excited about right now is Thrive Global, mm-hmm. and it's Arianna Huffington's blog, and it's geared on fighting the uh, stress and overwhelming epidemic of burnout that so many people face. Oh, wow. yeah. So I contribute a lot of articles on well-being. And would help us understand that. So, because I can definitely see how self-doubt and burnout, how they can really be linked together. Do you link them together in any way? Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. for example, when if we're going talking about self-doubt, I just wrote a piece for Thrive Global on killing your inner saboteur with kindness. And it's really mm. focused on three ways to deal with negative self-talk. Oh, wow. Okay. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Happy to. So if you're looking for something really simple, three ways to deal with negative self-talk, the first step is to practice acknowledgement. If you Mm. try to ignore negative self-talk, it can really be ineffective. I mean, it's still shouting, trying to be heard. So I find that by listening intently to what my inner saboteur had to say, a lot of the comments stemmed from a desire to protect myself, you know, from Mm -hmm. being hurt. Maybe some thought that was formed 20, 30 years ago in my mind. So I actively, through a journal entry, sometimes talking out loud, just make sure if you talk out loud, you're not in a crowded space and people think you're (laughs) acting a little odd. Um, But thank my inner saboteur for its original positive intent, but explain, I don't need your protection anymore. I've outgrown this and it's time to behave differently now. So the first step is the acknowledgement to yourself of perhaps an original protective intent. Um, my, the second way I try to deal with it is embracing gratitude. Mm -hmm. So each morning I have a journal entry focused on gratitude and this is a really simple exercise. I list everything and everyone I'm grateful for in that moment, but I always start by focusing on myself. Yes. 
It's so interesting, Sierra. You and I are very, very similar. You know, even the whole aspect of talking aloud, I teach that all the time. You know, in fact, for me, I always have my headset on. So if I'm walking to the gym or walking to the grocery store, sometimes if I'm struggling with something, I will talk aloud or I'm listening to a show. I'm doing something. But I always teach people when you're struggling with something, when you speak aloud, it interrupts the negative thoughts. So therefore, you know, because our five senses are used to determine proximity and danger. So when we actually hear something aloud, it slows down those negative thoughts, which allows us to to find a respite, if you will. So though the positive things that we speak aloud then takes precedent over those those looping thoughts that go over and over. So it's, I love to hear that. <laughs> We're really on the same page in many ways. This is great. It must be a Miller thing, right? Hey, exactly. That's a really good point. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that is awesome. So if my listeners, because we're unfortunately our time is up here, but if my listeners want to find out more information about you, all the amazing things you're doing to follow you, to read your blogs, to in fact, once again, we're going to have to have you come back and uh, talk about your your book that'll be out in 2019 called Claim It, How to Get Unstuck, Achieve Your Amazing Potential and Unleash Your Inner Rockstar. Where will they find all this information online? They need to go to my website, which is shiramiller.com. That's S-H-I-R-A. Miller spelt like it sounds.com and would love to connect with people. Excellent. Well, once again, Sherry, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, James. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with us today, or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you soon.